You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we love and adore you. We thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence. Now, as this moment that as I get into your word, Holy Spirit, take over the word today. Give us understanding. Open our eyes to the deep things you need us to understand and see. And as we pray, grant us answers to our desires in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Spirit of God. As I yield myself to you, have your way. Holy Spirit, let's go. And let the name of the Lord Jesus be exalted. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The topic I have for us today is the voice in the blood. We are in the month of new things. And we are talking about the God that does new things on daily basis. When I talk about the voice in the blood, which is our topic for today, I want you to know that there are many voices on earth. Voices of men, voices of demons, and the voice of God. I repeat, and the voice of God. When God speaks, he's not speaking in diverse voices. He declares his word and you understand that this is him speaking. Hallelujah. And I want us to look at the scriptures in Genesis chapter number 4, verse 10. I want to be particular about verse 10. It's a story we know too well. But I'm looking at verse 10 of Genesis chapter number 4. And I'm reading from New King James Version. And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. This was an account where Abel and Cain offered up sacrifice. Uh, and God accepted the sacrifice of Abel. And Cain was wroth. And even when God advised him on the right thing to do, he never yielded to that. So he was meant on carrying out evil. So he killed his brother. And even when God was asking him what happened, he said, am I my brother's keeper? And God, the voice, the voice in the blood of Abel that was killed was crying out for revenge. And that was what God had. And when God had that voice, he called on Cain to find out what happened. Hear this. The blood has a voice. Whether it's blood of human, blood of animals, there is a voice. And that voice speaks very loud. And that was why God heard and asked that question. The voices in the blood of men cries out revenge. Avenge me of what my enemy had done. Avenge me of what was the wrong done against me. That is what the blood of men cries. Abel's life was taken by force and so he was crying for revenge. He died because of the sacrifice he offered up unto God. Out of jealousy, the brother killed him. 
And so his blood cried for revenge. And let's see what the book of Hebrews said concerning this matter. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 22 and 20, 24. 22 and 24. But you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Verse 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of new covenant, and, the blood, and to the blood of sprinkling that speak better things than that of Abel. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks. It does not cry. Why? Because he willingly laid down his life for you and I. He gave his life as this sacrifice. Not a sacrifice, as the sacrifice, the ultimate. And he speaks for the remission of our sin. What an awesome God. And do you know what? This blood is preserved in heaven. Each time you invoke the blood of Jesus, it flows fresh. What a glorious God. What a powerful God. And so today I want to ask you, what is the voice of the blood crying against you? There are blood of things, animals, people, our ancestors offered unto deities that is crying against us, bringing hardship, afflictions, hereditary sicknesses, barriers, and hindrances. Today, there is a blood that is going to speak. And as he speaks, there will be deliverance. As he speaks, there will be healing. As he speaks, there will be breakthrough in businesses in diverse areas of life. That is the blood of Jesus. And that is the blood that I am talking about today. And I'm so glad that you partook of the body and the blood of Jesus. And so it is an easy way today for us to pray and to receive answers in the name of Jesus Christ. Ancestral voice in the blood of our forefathers cries against us. It's saying, no, you have not followed the way our forefathers followed. You have not done this and you have not done that. And so you find yourself in a family where you know that your direct parents are serving God. Yet there are hindrances. Yet there are barriers. Yet there are situations, challenges. You're asking yourself, where is this coming from? But I've given my life to Jesus. We're going to address it. God knew this was going to come. And he made a plan ahead of the enemy. Praise the Lord. The voice in the blood of Jesus speaks for our salvation. Forgiveness of our sins. I said that earlier. It speaks healing of our bodies, peace and soundness of our minds. It speaks protection, preservation and deliverance. That blood is still speaking, even up till today. That is why we do not need to live our lives in fear. When the blood of Jesus Christ was shed, when he gave up his life for us, he shed his blood for, he, on, the, on the cross of Calvary for us, it is a total and complete freedom for as many as receive him as Lord and Savior. 
But sometimes it wonders me that even when one who has not given his or her life to Christ is in danger and cries the blood of Jesus, freedom comes. That is the love that God has for us. That is a wonderful love that cannot be explained. Hallelujah. And so today I want to look at the areas of healing. It is very easy to lose faith when you are in pain, when things are not working, when circumstances and situations are challenging and confronting you. Very easy to lose faith. You become weak. You become disillusioned. You are so downcast because the aim of the wicked one is to put us in that situation. But thanks be to God who will not allow us to remain in that situation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So what do I say when it comes to healing? You need to maintain a cheerful and a merry heart. Proverbs 17:22 said, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. So what do I need to do? I need to remain cheerful, even in the midst of that circumstance. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Understand that you are cheerful because of what Jesus has already done. Not about to do, it's already done. You get connected to him. And so if you have not given your life to Christ today, make sure that you do that. So that you do not give the devil a loophole to keep afflicting and frustrating your life. I decree and declare today that every power that has determined to frustrate us is frustrated in Jesus' name. Amen. We need an all-round healing. And in an all-round healing, hear what the Bible said. If I want to be healed, the works of my hand healed, my life healed, my destiny healed, my family healed. Hear what the word of God says. He said, serve the Lord your God. Serve him. We are saved to serve. We are not saved to come and warm bench in the church. We are saved to go out and save others. That is the reason. That is what Jesus came. That is why he shed his blood. He paid their sacrifice so that you and I will step out and bring souls into the kingdom of God. And so in, in Exodus chapter number 23 verse 25 he says, So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and water. Can you imagine? When you serve him, he ensures you don't lack food. You don't lack anything that will keep you on, keep you going. And he said, I will take sicknesses away from the midst of you. And he said, no one will suffer miscarriages or be barren in your land, I will fulfill the number of your days. What a testimony. He said, serve the Lord. In serving the Lord, everything you need is provided. The barrenness is not only the barrenness of the body, barrenness of ideas, barrenness of creativity, barrenness of contacts and connections. When you are sold out in serving the Lord, he will also ensure that you are properly taken care of. Hear this. When you serve your God, he will bless your food and water. 
He will get rid of the sicknesses among you. Your family also will be sickness-free because you are serving. There won't be any form of miscarriage nor barren women in your land. No sickness, no barrenness, no miscarriage. You will not run into deficit in business. A woman was always losing the baby, always having miscarriages at a particular month. And when she came, I asked her a question. I said, you work? He said, yes. I said, do you pay your tithe? He said, yes. I said, okay, let's pray. And I lifted up the word. I said, Father, you said when we bring our tithe into your storehouse, you will open floodgates of heaven and pour us out a blessing. And there will be not room enough to contain it. And you also said that you will not run into any kind of miscarriages. Because your vine will not cast its fruit before time. It's talking about not having miscarriages. And when we prayed that prayer, the doctors were surprised. Because she was meant to enter into the hospital at the month of the fifth month of the pregnancy. So she stays there until she delivers. But hear what? God took care of that. And I'm speaking to anyone that is going through this kind of situation. Rise up today and do exactly what God is instructing you to do. Don't be tight-fisted. Pay your tithe with whatever thing you are doing. Sometimes we will say, what is she saying? Pay my tithe. I don't work, but you receive favors. People bless you and give you money. Pay your tithe out of it. And when you do, God of heavens will step in and open up greater doors. We are blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to also address the major thing that frustrates you and I, fear. We need healing in the area of fear, including me talking to you. We need healing in that area because God has consistently said, fear not, for I am with you. In Isaiah 41.10, it's a very familiar scripture. He said, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What an encouraging word. I was going through the Bible commentary, and I found out that you have 365 fear knots in the Bible. And each day, take one. And when you learn to take one and stick on that and declare this is what the Lord God said and I am standing by it, the enemy will be far away from you. Thank you, precious King of glory. So friends, let's have faith that the Lord our God is always near. Even in our times of trials and tribulation, he's always there. And I want to also let us know that God wants us to have peace. Jesus said in John 14, 27, he said, peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hear this, the gift of peace is greater than any riches. 
is greater than any riches can bring. Have faith that the Lord guides us towards peaceful future. I want us also to, us to know that God is interested in our fruitfulness. And our fruitfulness is tied to our obedience to God. To God's word. When Isaac was farming in, Egypt, in, in the land, and Isaac was supposed, was thinking of, where do I go because of this farming? And this account is taken from Genesis chapter number 26. Say, where do I go because of this? And God spoke to him and said, don't leave this land. Don't go down to Egypt. There is nothing in Egypt. When you step into Egypt, you compromise your faith. When you decided to look out from where God has instructed you to remain, you will compromise your faith. And a lot of things will go wrong. Fruitfulness is of a great essence. God said to us, in, as we were created, he said, go, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue, and have dominion. And so when God said that, he means what he's saying. He is God. Anytime God is speaking to us, he's speaking himself into our lives. I want you to get to understand that. And he, he said to Isaac, do not leave this land. Stay in this land, because in this land you will prosper. In this land, I will establish you. And in Genesis chapter number 26, in verse 12, it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. What made that? What qualified him? He obeyed. The Lord said, do not move. He stayed. He obeyed. And he began to labor. Friends, there is profit in labor. He began to walk. He did not go home to sleep. He decided to follow what God said. He said, stay in this land. So in this land. So he engaged himself in walking. Some of us will say, well, God has said it, let me wait. No, you don't need to wait. Hear what he is saying. How do I need to go ahead? How do I need to make things happen around me? Think. Hallelujah. And so, when he sowed, he reaped. I'm talking to someone today who has said, I've been laboring. Stay in obedience to what God said. Do exactly what God has instructed you. And you know what? At the right time, at the timing of God, you will begin to reap, not just hundredfold. You will reap much more than that because Isaac obeyed God and God prospered him. That same God is still the same God that will prosper you and I. There is no place for slugards in the Bible. No place for people who sleep and sleep away their destiny. The Bible said there is profit in labor. In all labor, there is profit. But the talk of the lips tended only to poverty. Hard work pays off. Mere talking puts bread on the table. From 
time of creation, God created man for profit. In the same way, God wants man to profit. In everything we do, we are created to make profits. That is the God we serve. He is the God that gave you and I power to make wealth. How are you working to be better established? These were things. God is God of new things. It's not God of the old. It's God of new things. God is not interested in what has happened to you in the past. Thank God for what happened in the past. It's for you to make sure that you do not make and repeat the same mistakes in the future. That is the God we serve. Anytime you are coming to God, friends, it's important to let the old go and let what he has for you begin to happen. When blind Bartimaeus encountered Jesus and shouted for mercy, hear this. When Jesus said, come, the Bible said he removed his garment. What was he removing? Blindness. Removing resentment. Removing all manners of evil words that has been spoken against him. He was pulling them out, retrogression, stagnation. He was pulling them all out because he's walking with speed. He jumped at Jesus. For what? For the new things. Jesus said, what do you want? He said, I just need my sight. Because a lot of things has been passing him by. He does not want to remain stagnated. He does not want to remain people begging from people. He wants to labor because there is dignity in labor. The same thing is applicable. When you are coming to him, don't come to him with your past. Let your past be your past. Come to him, stretching forth for what he has to do, the new things he has to do in your life and in my life. Praise the Lord. The Samaritan woman also had an encounter in John 4. After the discussion with Jesus, knowing her background, it was a messed up background. When Jesus said, give her prophecies, he said, I perceive you are the Messiah we are looking out for. And what did she do? She dropped her water pot. She dropped her old life. She dropped her messed up life. She dropped all that people were saying about her. She never cared. What did she go to do? She jumped out immediately to the community and said, listen, I have found him, the Messiah, the one that our forefathers spoke to us about. God wants to do some new things. Are you ready for him? Oh, praise the name of the Lord. This very moment, if you have not giving your life to Jesus. This is the right time for you to do that. And so I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I glorify you. I thank you for the word I received today. And I am a sinner. I need a savior. And I ask, Lord, today I open up my heart, having heard your word. And I ask, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my savior and cleanse me from every unrighteous attitude. And today, Lord, I thank you because as I open up my heart to receive you, you have taken the place in my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for accepting me into your kingdom in Jesus' name. And now I want to pray this prayer. In Psalm 107, verse number 20, the Bible said God sent his word, and his word healed us. We are going and delivered us from all destruction. Every report that does not glorify God is giving way right now. A young woman walked into my office, walked, called me, 
in Port Harcourt. The head was only moving. Every part of her body was paralyzed. We spoke this scripture from here in Lagos and God restored her. And right now, lay your hand on your womb. Lay your hand on any part of your body where you have any form of affliction. And I'm going to decree the same word and the word of God will reach out to you this very moment and is going to heal you. And so this very moment, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I decree and I declare this hour that every power that is frustrating the lives of your children, the Bible said you sent your word and your word healed them. And so this day I begin to speak the word of God into that womb. I begin to speak the word of God to your fallopian tubes, to your hormones, to your uterus. Any affliction the enemy afflicted you with, by the power and the word of God, begin to receive your healing. Every destruction the enemy had laid by the power in the blood of Jesus, there is a voice speaking now, speaking your healing, speaking your deliverance, speaking a complete and total restoration into your body in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray today that all sicknesses, I'm addressing you spirit of infirmity and other related spirits that feel hereditary sicknesses like diabetes, high blood pressure, arthritis, asthma, tuberculosis, HIV, coronavirus, migraine headaches, whatever you are, hear you the word of God. By the power in the blood of Jesus Christ, I command you nullified. By the power in the blood of Jesus Christ, I decree healing upon the lives of the ones you are holding bound. Lose your hold of their lives, Satan. Take off your ugly hands, for you have no power over their lives. Jesus paid the price, and I decree today that they are restored. I decree today that they are healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Our Father and our God, I decree that the wisdom you released upon Basilel and uh, Aholiab come upon your sons and daughters, that you have given creativity, and the enemy has been manipulating their lives. This day I decree and declare that you begin to receive creativity, ideas, new ideas, new creativity, new open doors, new connections, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I stand against the powers that humiliate you. I stand against the powers that want to make your life of non-effect. I decree and declare that they have lost it in the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy and I begin to speak today that you receive healing. Because the Bible said that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was on him. And by his stripes we were healed. Therefore today I begin to decree healing. To your emotional life, I decree healing. To your psychological life, I decree healing. To your finances, I decree healing. To, to your connections, I decree healing upon your body. I decree healing in your business. I decree healing in your office. I decree healing unto that work that will establish you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Our God will bless you. Lord, I begin to decree and declare today. May the Lord our God bless the labor of your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. May your hands be fruitful and multiply in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that you will eat the fruit of your labor in your marriages, in your businesses, in childbearing, in your academics, in the works of your hands. You will begin to eat the fruit of your labor in the name of Jesus Christ. You will eat also the harvest of your labor in the office. Every labor you have labored in that office, 
I decree that your season to begin to eat the fruit, the harvest is now in the name of Jesus Christ. And right now, I begin to command profit in all that you do in Jesus Christ's name. Today, by God's command, step into your new days, your new days of fruitfulness, your new days of uncommon favor, your new days of uncommon breakthroughs in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, in Jesus Christ's name. And I want you to know that we are overcomers. We overcome principalities and powers, rulers of darkness of this world. We overcome sicknesses and diseases, barrenness and afflictions. We overcome coronavirus and whatever virus that is in the air. We overcome them by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Hallelujah. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.